0: the pie boy podcast well it's 744 and i'm starting the pie Boy podcast right now my name is sparky swain if you didn't know welcome back if you did know and obviously that's one of my favorite numbers so it's no better time than now to get started. It's so a special podcast today. Thinking about my grandma's cooking. And I don't think I'm going to hit everything about it. Because the best way to, expo- to explain it or experience it is to eat it. And I might be biased because it's my grandma. But that's okay. It's not like I'm BSing you. This is good stuff I'm talking about. And I have a lot of friends... A lot of family can back that up. Also, maybe some strangers. I'm sure people have come one-offs that came to parties before my time at their house. Maybe we'll see. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to hit everything, and that's okay. Writing is like that. And I'm as I'm getting, I'm getting older, and um, as I'm. Putting in the years as being a writer and my journey of being a writer, I realized that writing's never really done. It can always come back to it. It can always change things. You can always say it a different way. You can drive yourself crazy. That's why I think editing can sometimes be too much. There is too much of it. With certain things. You just gotta let it flow. But I've realized that... like. It's all right. I'm not going to tell everything. I can't. I know I said that a lot, but it just keeps coming back as this theme in my head to see how it evolves over the podcast because I've definitely changed things and I think of things in the moment. Today is a good example. Um, I thought of an another story that's very important before I get into my grandma's cooking. This important story about my name origin and how this... Time I think it was eighth grade, maybe ninth grade, somewhere in that time period, maybe in between. So this is like two thousand one, two thousand two ish, back in time. And I it was one of those times I asked my dad what my name meant. Who did I get name after, Dad? And I said it in front of, I think my sister and my brother, maybe uh, Lumpy aunts, I don't know who else, stepmom and some other people. And my dad's like, Casey's not your name. And I was, "What, well, dad don't mess around because my dad was always joking around, always, no matter what was going on. And he says, You're, you were named after your uncle, Harold. And I was like, well, Harold Casey. And he's like, no, dummy, Harold, his first name, your real name is Harold. I just never could tell you. And, like, he, like, told some kind of a sad story, and I believed it, and my sister believed it, and we believed it. My brother and I think even Lumpy did, and he was calling me Harold, and everybody was calling me Harold stupid, and I was just, like, shell-shocked. So I finally, at every other weekend at this time, we're going to see my mom and my grandma and my grandpa at the coast and stay with them for the weekend. and. I finally asked my mom, like, I think my grandma was there too, but I didn't say in front of my grandpa because I know I felt embarrassed. So I go, mom, who's uncle Harold? And my sister started laughing and she goes, what in the F are you talking about? And I said, well, dad says that I'm named after uncle Harold. And the Casey is not really my name and she got so mad so mad and uh, told me i was effing bs <laughs> i hear the words fucking bullshit in my head loud and clear and i it, that it made me believe it cuz i i know like my name wasn't ever harold but i believed it for a little bit my dad got in my head he was he would take his little jokes and nicknames and different things. Deep these stories and like fake backstories and things went deep. He's a total, like an AK joker. Um, but yeah, I forgot that in the written story from last week. Oh, stupid. I knew there was another origin story, but that one, I told my wife, she's like, I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> They're so stupid. But, what can i say that's why i'm here telling you a story it all comes full circle so let's get into graham's cooking chapter 48 here are some of the foods and stories associated with my gram and my gramps because they're tied together in my story has cooked her arse because she was from north dakota she would say arse off for over 60 years exposed us to all types of cuisines snacks grub culture tied to it and is an old foodie hipster Graham's was a food connoisseur and Graham's biggest fans basically the food all the food he just was like the main tester and he just ate whatever she ate and didn't complain often sometimes but you'll see what i'm talking about my grandpa was the main judge of when or hold on Whoa, whoa 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 back it up so here are some of my favorite foods connected to them, but mostly my grandma cooking it, but my grandpa always having such a good time eating it. So Penny Rosa, look it up. I can't, help take too much time to talk about everyone. Mashed potatoes, so much butter. Uh, the Penny Rosa, I'll have to say, uh, heavy whipping cream. And you take it from there. Like, ooh, some of the best kind of, Pasta easy pasta to make you could ever have sushi. She The first time I ever had sushi was homemade not just by her but by um, one of my uncle's uh, friends girlfriends that I don't remember exactly where she was from but I knew that she was Thai and she could make really good sushi and Like her, I think my uncle, my gram, and this lady, which I kind of remember, but very, like, vaguely. I was little, and they were in this little house until I'm, like, making homemade sushi and rolling it and doing all this stuff. Oh, man, I loved it. I just remember just images of it. I don't remember what we had or anything, but it was just lots of colors and the rolling, you know, that kind of motion. Anyway, Chinese food. So, like... Going out to Chinese food, there are some good restaurants, or there was one that we really liked in Tilmuk. Uh, it, I think it was called Fee Young's and it's gone now, but it was there for like probably 25 years or something. It's not right when he came into town on I 6 turning into First Street, so good. Uh, Carbonara, oh, I know that my grandma was an italian and like i went to italy and like i had amazing pasta but i still like my grandma her just her style of a pasta carbonara like i was honestly disappointed in italy and i might i could probably be banned or just like thrown (laughs) to the wolves because of that but honestly they screwed it up because i think it's so common there they're like oh these freaking americans what are you doing Disgrace our shit. Don't do that. But seriously, my grandma killed it on this, and I wish I could just give everybody a sample listening. Okay, butter noodles, just simple like elbow macaroni with some butter. I had that for lunch quite a bit when I was little. Barbecue pork. She made make it, but also get it. Borscht. So borscht is uh, Russian beet soup, which had as it sat out in the pot on the stove would get tastier and tastier as the days went on. My grandpa was the main judge of when it was truly ready and at its peak flavor. His aunts who raised him made it from a recipe they brought over from Germany when they came to America in the early 1900s, and Graham had learned to make it for him, which I knew tickled his heart. He would also hog it and would get pissed if anyone but him finished it. Homemade chicken soup. Grandma made is so good. White bean soup, homemade chowder, clam chowder, um, potato pancakes, and usually the clam chowder. It when we got seafood, it was, my grandpa would get it, but my uncle Chad was really out there doing it. He would go clamming, uh, crabbing, uh, get oysters, all that stuff. He knew where, like, he knows where to get barnacles uh, to, that you can eat, and all this crazy stuff. But like, he's a big part of this story too um dang i lost my place uh potato pancakes scrambled eggs so simple with green onion and grated cheese like like jack cheddar white cheddar clam dip she just made i can't remember if it was from like a packet or what but she would always get real clam and just like kill it salsa make your own salsa in the blender so good or just get really good salsa but mostly she would just make it like a pico de gallo sweet meat ribs which is also my mom like has her has her version of it which is amazing but like graham also made it too they just like pass things around uh tuna fish casserole is also my mom but also grandma i love it uh from back it just makes me think of being a kid bread and butter just having a nice lo- loaf of bread from somewhere fresh and butter and everybody just freaking do rounds uh, and eat this thing in like a day uh, mm-hmm. snack plates so just like cheese and crackers and things that you would you get now like hors d'oeuvres and stuff but like i was kind of having that as a kid i was kind of spoiled in that sense with food for sure because of my grandma vienna sausage with ritz crackers which most people puke it's it's like basically ground up hot dogs in a can but it was really good it was like a pate uh Homemade chicken soup with Ritz crackers. Or no, not Ritz crackers. Homemade chicken soup with saltines covered in butter. Smoked oysters from a can with Ritz crackers. Tell you, it's great. Grilled cheese. uh, Campbell's tomato soup. uh, Sometimes beef stew, chicken, and dumplings. But this was from Great Grandma Elva's recipe, which I had it when she was still alive. She was in her, like, mid to late 80s still making great food Uh, I think she made her own it wasn't like kombucha she made like an apple cider vinegar like vinegar herself and had that in the fridge like a mother I remember that being in her fridge and one time I drank there was like a a little bit in a, a glass with some like apple juice or something i can't remember it was mixed with something and i had it and like oh it burnt so much but like that was basically my first kombucha which is funny to think about um oh, where are we at here oh blt Sammy's with like great bacon so like grade a bacon from locally in tillamook and then homemade chicken soup which is not as creamy it's more of like chunky tomatoes which there's something about that too like it's different it's good uh so we get this special age so we're in tillamook so we get the special white age tillamook cheddar cheese that for a long time was unavailable available very often there might have been like a lottery of like how many you get a drawing of if you could get some and a very limited number of people except if you had people that you knew that worked there which we did, and my Grams took advantage of it. Grams had the clamps on this cheese. It was a mortal sin to have too much of it, or worse, to finish it. We believe he checked on it daily, even though we all knew he was the one hogging the loaf. And that is not a lie. Gram taught herself how to cook after her and Grams got married. She was inspired by Julia Child, and I'm sure others, but that's the name I heard a lot. Graham didn't know how to cook that much. I'm not saying she didn't know anything, but something like clicked later in her life. She taught herself tricks and skills over the years, and it turned out goddamn fabulously. She would make us try stuff before we could say we didn't want it, and would end up liking it more often than not. She wasn't mean. She just was like, you have to try this. Like, there's no no way around it. The words no and food didn't go together in Graham's house. She She also wouldn't let us season our food until we tried it because she believed in her seasoning of that food and the merit of her cooking. We would watch Food Network a lot, especially Martha Stewart, until Graham got tired of her shit. That's what she said uh she was tired of how she pronounced certain foods like herbs and spices and things like that she'd get so mad i can't even remember all of them but she just got annoyed with it because i don't know we like we didn't talk like that and i know i think it was like the british like a british thing but i don't know i'm not gonna go there so i'm not the judge but it was not welcome after a while at our house <laughs> i really liked emerald so we watched a little bit of emerald and the whole band thing which is like i don't know i was like a i don't know a tween or whatever like 11 or something 10 or 11 seeing that i just think that was like the funniest stuff but also i want to eat his food uh we watched the naked chef i think his name is jamie something Um, He actually wasn't naked at all, but he was like this British guy, and he was great. And I think he's still killing it. He was like a young guy back then, and it's like he'd been around for a while now. Guy Fieri, Um, that's a big joke in our house because... Uh, my wife's mom loves him so much and her brother actually met him and he ended up being really good. And then through this whole pandemic, we like, he helped out a lot of business, including people in Portland and like, yeah, some of the stuff is just like goofy and over the top. But like, I think deep down he's a good person. So like, I've done a 180 and can redeem myself with that. Like, I, I appreciate it, but we had watched a little bit, but it was like, we love the diners dives and drives is there's some good stuff on there and i'm pretty sure they come to oregon a few times so you know there's a connection uh we like gordon ramsay just because he'd scream at people rachel ray was a big one for my gram for a while but then she kind of went off the table with her and she she she'd always had different beefs with her over the years and recently it's been that she's drunk she sounds like she's drunk and she can't handle it she can't follow her recipes so i don't know that's funny and then bobby flay and some people don't like him but i like him i like his story i've just been trying to be a cook for like basically his whole life i love it um i i think he's been on more like pandemic stuff too helping out and like just, I don't know, being a real person and not just being a TV personality. Uh, but the biggest hero, and get to this is kind of tough, but I got to do it. But the biggest hero in our eyes was Anthony Bourdain. He talked about cooking and food like we did. He also did not give a shit who liked it or didn't like it, which we loved and could relate to. He went to all the places we dreamed of going. <clears throat> and ate all the food we wanted to. He had the best attitude, and we loved when he would make fun of the other chefs. He was such a badass to us. He made me more interested in food, personally. I read his book, Kitchen Confidential, What I when I grew up, after already knowing about him and my um, family uh, being a big fan. Uh, it reminded me of all of them talking about the book, When it came out, uh, because I finally knew what they were talking about, I remembered some of the stories. They were in love with it, and so am I now. They were end over end for it, truly. His stories ran deep. What an interesting guy. We all know what happened to him, but we also all wanted to be in his shoes at one point so bad, and would be so giddy to watch his shows. His first book ignited a a fire under all of us, especially my Graham and my Uncle Chad, a.k.a. Uncle Scooter. They are the closest things to chefs in our family, and their food was all the food we needed. They were my versions of Anthony Bourdain. God bless them, and God help them. Thank you. I'm so thankful for all the food I've ever had has touched their fingers. So much good food has flowed through them and even better stories. They were just naturals. They are just naturals and had magic in them to create experiences with food. Graham would give herself homework with food is what I was told. I always found this inspiring. She would find recipes from TV or from the collection of cookbooks she owned and then go for it. She was like a mad scientist in the kitchen. I loved helping, but I also loved just sitting and watching. I can't lie. I was also in it for the samples. Someone had to taste the goods before reeling them to the rest of the animals in my family. Grandpa Jim liked dessert, especially if he got to pick. Have the first bite, and hog the rest at some point. Oh, and boss everyone about how much they could eat. Popsicles. Two at a time. And he always ate the good ones and left the nasty ones. But you bet your ass he would call you out if he thought you had too many, or more than him, cracked the bag before he got his choice, or had too many of the good flavors and left the shit ones for him. Which... It only happened once that i can really remember and i can't remember if it was my sister or myself or maybe both of us teaming up and then grandpa got really mad but no whoever did it he got really mad and i'll never forget that the weird part of the story is not even about gramps this gramps but my other grandpa curly swain that I talked about my dad's dad was literally nicknamed "Sugar Lips" by bad Grammy, his fifth or sixth wife, because he had similar wacky tendencies when it came to desserts. They would both pout when they didn't get dessert, or if theirs was not, if there weren't seconds after their first portion. They would get so quiet, and I would have to leave the room so I could laugh. They looked like two grown babies. Gramps, uh, So back to Grandpa Jim. Gramps also loved ice cream and making root beer floats. He made the rest of us love them too. Sometimes I think he would measure how much ice cream was in the carton in hopes he would get his fill before the rest of us. He knew if he finished the carton or took too much. Only Gramps was allowed to make the root beer floats, and they were always way too full and so damn good. He was a dessert dictator. There, I said it. Sometimes he would try to pull this on certain special foods to him, if not all, of the food Graham would make. She was not having it ever, though. Period. Ever. Yeah, so what can I say more? That's There's so much there. Uh, I, I can't tell all the stories because a lot of them are just experiences. Um, there's a lot of different ones mixed in here, but I think of the flavors a little bit. I could think of these oysters on Christmas that uncle Chad old Scooty made, um, with like a marinara sauce and cheese and, or maybe it was spinach. I can't, or not spinach. Um, uh, yeah, like spinach and something else and butter and garlic some concoction oof what a christmas that was let me tell you so tasty um being if you're into seafood and living on the oregon coast there's something special Like you can get that stuff you can harvest it yourself um easily and not have to spend a lot of money like i feel like anywhere else except for like California maybe But in Oregon wow You can go straight to the source And get yourself a bounty And we definitely took advantage of that um, I didn't even talk about crab feeds That we have and oysters And we also like <clears throat> Later in my life Uncle Chad and Grandma would make shrimp tacos And carnitas And Carne asada sometimes But the shrimp tacos For a period of time With like little you get to have the corn tortillas the street tacos but let me tell you the little flour ones just fried up in the pan with a little oil with your shrimp tacos Who? wow people would eat until they like keeled over but that was just like the experience with graham and mostly graham's cooking and uncle chad sometimes helping or sometimes doing his own thing or having friends come and cook was always exciting and i i realized that that's not always everybody's experience like pretty quickly once i moved to my dad's and mostly we were just like barbecuing (laughs) having a lot of meat we weren't just like experimenting with all this stuff like i don't think they would really like sushi like they like fish grilled and stuff but not raw like it's number one i remember telling them that we went for sushi in like seventh or eighth grade and they're like "Mm, no thanks and I'm sitting there with my Graham just like doo, 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 like getting this uh, soy sauce and the wasabi in there. Like I learned all, learned all that stuff and was inspired by Graham, which rolls to get spicy tuna rolls, It'll always be tied to my grandma, and spicy mayo with my aunt. I like going with them to sushi land. I know it's not like the best, but like poof. we had bamboo as well later in life, so we did know what was good and. <clears throat> I could just rant about this food all day, but that's not my point. I tried to sum it up here. I can only write so much, people. That's what I said at the beginning. And I don't know. I'm just thankful. That's the last thing I'll reflect on. I'm so thankful and grateful that we are able to do that and experience food and learn about different cultures through it without not even like i don't know realizing that like how important that was to try different things and get to know different people um and the stories and like like anthony bourdain seeing that as a kid like i don't think a lot of kids know about him now maybe they will someday but watching that stuff when you're younger like wow it just makes you here I am saying wow and like I saw him spoke speak um, in Portland and I was just like in awe like oh here he is I felt like I was just listening to him on TV because he was just like this little bleep because we were sitting pretty far back but I could still hear him super loud and just be himself and talk about food how like with enthusiasm like I feel like I'd be validated in how I feel about food and all the adventures and learning about like, and appreciating the food that's in front of you and where it comes from and stories and origin stories, all that stuff, history and the culture, you got to respect that. And if you don't know, like you got to know, you got to look into that. You're behind on the times. It's a modern person in the world to learn through food. Cause we can now we have, so much more access to that knowledge so i try not to get on the soapbox but whoa hey we'll wrap it up on that note thankful and grateful forever and ever and ever and ever thank you thank you thank you amen to that little jack hair buddha prayer to end this one so that being said till next time happy hunting